When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Title of this story is, Am I the Asconaut for Hiring Professional Intimacy Providers? Never heard it stated that way. Hi, Dusty. I really enjoy your videos and the reasoning you use. And that's why I'm writing you this message. I'm too close to it and I might not see it, but it's also more than private. I met my wife in 99. We had a rocky start and she ended up moving in with me in 02. We got legally married in 05 and religious marriage in 09 when our daughter was born. I love them both more than I could ever put into words. I literally went to the ends of the world to be able to provide for them. We left Europe. We left Europe and immigrated to Canada. I had to give up my dream career once in Canada and do whatever I could find instead. And our financial situation is now way better than it was back in Europe. A few years back, my wife was diagnosed with uterine fibromatosis and she lost her uterus to surgery. Dang. After that, our intimacy took a big hit. And about five years ago, she became mentally ill and had three episodes of psychosis. She is under treatment and more or less stable, but she hasn't touched me ever since her mental breakdown. Slowly, this started putting pressure on me. And a few years back, I started going to let's call them professional intimacy providers. I still love my wife like the day we first kissed, but I could never force or coerce her and she simply can't anymore. So I decided to borrow someone else when it becomes too distracting and then go back on with my life and take care of her and our daughter. I'm not looking for someone on the side and this is why I decided to see professionals when needed. My question is, am I the astronaut for proceeding this way? If it helps, I did refuse to cheat on her multiple occasions before all this happened and we were in a good and healthy place. I want to take care of her, even if I was told to divorce her. What kind of man would I be if I did that now when she needs it most? How could I say I ever loved her if I would bail on her now, for better or worse, right? So, what do you think? Am I the astronaut? Okay, this is, this is, this is not a simple situation. This, this, this is not a simple situation. I think one thing that we're, that we're missing out on here. So I think that the, I honestly think that the only way that this would be okay. I understand what you're saying. I understand your reasoning for, for feeling like you need to do what you're doing here. However, I feel like if this wasn't an agreement that you made with your wife, that you were going to go with this route and she was okay with this, that you're still hiding it, which means that it's still cheating. If this was an agreement that you guys made where she's like, I understand and I can't do that. And and I understand that that this is something you need. Um, you would have to have some kind of mutual understanding and agreement for this to be OK. And if you didn't have this conversation with her, if you didn't form some kind of agreement here where she was going to be OK with it, then you're doing it behind her back. And that's where this thing gets shitty. Right. I mean, 
there are obvious other problems with it, but I think the the reasoning that you're using here doesn't work if you didn't have the discussion with her and get her okay on this approach. If you had, it would be a different story and you probably, well, you wouldn't be writing this story in because there would be no problem. But, but the fact that presumably you're doing this behind her back and not telling her about it means that it would still hurt her if she knew, right? And I think the only way to fix this now is to come clean about it, try to develop the understanding about why you've done it up to this point. And, and either she's going to be okay with you going this route because she's going to understand or she's not. But I think it's not simple, right? It's not simple. You guys have a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts here. There are a lot of, of underlying factors here, but I think you have to have the conversation and maybe you didn't want to put that additional pressure on her, but think about it this way. Having the conversation is going to be painful, right? And yes, that's going to suck for both of you, but how is she going to feel whenever she finds out what you've done to this point and not told her? That's going to be more painful than that initial conversation would have been. Hiding that is not going to make the pain go away. It just sweeps it under the rug. And it stays there. And it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds. And now it's going to be much worse. I truly think if you love your wife like you say you do, you've got to come clean here. You've got to explain your motives. You've got to beg for forgiveness. And you've got to try to come to some understanding moving forward. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it's it's being hidden from her makes it just straight up cheating. And that's the hard part. Um, I mean, it's not the hard part. It's the simple part. But it's complicated. I understand. I understand that it's complicated. But the simplicity of it is that you did this and hid it from her. And that's what makes it plain and simple cheating. I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah, I really I really think that. Yeah, I mean, the way that you've approached this to this point does make you the asshole yes um there are definitely things that you should have done differently uh i understand what you're saying but the fact that this is hidden from her makes it just wrong so if we were going to assign an ask on scale classification for you here it would be it feels like two is the right answer for me here because i don't i really don't feel like it's evil i feel like the the reasoning that he's got here you know prevents it from becoming evil it's still cheating which is which is terrible but but it's not malicious here like like the, the, there's almost this i'm not going to say noble but there's there's this reasoning behind it here and where a lot of where a lot of partners in this situation would have left their partner when it got that tough op was convinced not to determined not to and just had these needs fulfilled in different avenues which again i understand but it, it, if you hide that from your partner it's still wrong um, so I'm I'm going to go with two here because this is a you definitely shouldn't have done that. And the definitely shouldn't have done that isn't just the cheating part. It is even more importantly, not communicating with your partner about it. And I understand that's difficult to do in her current state, but you still have to do it. Otherwise, you're hiding it from her. All right, here we go. This is an update for the financial infidelity story. Hi, everyone. Not sure if anyone remembers as it's been a few months since my last update, but I originally posted earlier this year about my husband, Joe, accusing me of financial infidelity because I had spent some of my own fun money slash savings within our agreed upon personal spending limits on a gaming PC and home office setup. 
which then devolved into him unfairly accusing me of slacking on my personal appearance, career, and housework, and soon it came out that he'd been having an affair with a co-worker, Amy, who had become pregnant. We separated right after that. He moved out and in with her. Prior chapters in the story are available on my profile if anyone wants to read from the beginning. Or we have videos on them. It's spicy. And it's good. And apologies in advance. The next update below is quite long. Hey, yo. Last time I updated, we had thankfully quickly agreed on a divorce settlement that allowed me to protect my most important assets. And I had just met with his mistress, Amy, at her request, at which time it was made clear that he had lied to her about numerous circumstances, such as that our home belonged to him. It did not. I inherited it from my grandmother that I was an underemployed high school dropout drug addict. I'm not. I have a master's degree in a high paying tech job. That we'd been separated in spirit for years. Also not true. I didn't know anything until he blurted out the news about his affair over the summer. And that he had a vasectomy. He did not. We talked about it. But he decided not to despite us. Him in particular. Not wanting kids. I told her the truth and even provided as much evidence as I had on me. But she didn't seem to believe me and went on home to Joe. I know quite a few people have been reaching out for more news. But I wanted to wait until my divorce was finalized to avoid risking any complications. And also just thought it best to let things settle for a bit. The good news is I'm now divorced. Woo! Congrats, OP. The final decree came through a few weeks ago. It actually all went very smoothly. I'm eternally grateful to live in, in a mutual consent divorce state that allows divorcing couples to proceed quickly if they can come to an agreement on finances and property. On the Joe slash Amy front, after my last post, all was quiet for a couple of weeks until Amy, her due date quickly approaching, reached out again to ask if I'd given any thoughts to her offer to pay me 17k to vacate the house quickly so that she and Joe could move in. Again, this is the house I inherited that I own free and clear, but Joe told her that he owns it and that he was just giving me time to get my finances together before evicting me. <laughs> she still believes it. She's still like, uh, yeah, no, that's still not your house. But Joe, how long are you going to keep this going, bro? At this point, I decided to package up a lot more evidence of Joe's lies to send on to Amy. I sent her a copy of the deed and property tax records showing the house is in my name only. Ooh, what's she going to do now, Joe? Oh, those are those are fake talk. Fake, fake news. I sent her copies of my diplomas to prove I'm not a high school dropout. I sent her some info on various professional associations I am involved in and awards I have won to show I actually do have a senior level job and I'm not underemployed, as well as proof of my income. I sent her copies of all my drug test results for over the past five years. I have a drug-free workplace and have to test two to three times a year to show that I'm not an addict. I sent her time-stamped photos and text exchanges that show that Joe was still having a romantic relationship with me until July of this year. Nothing salacious, just photos of us showing G-rated affection, exchanging loving words over text, etc., I even found a text exchange from a couple years ago when we last discussed him potentially getting a vasectomy with his final decision not to proceed with one. A couple days later, she responded. She believed me. All you had to do was put together a whole freaking dossier with a hundred hundreds of documents with like timestamps and, and copies of actual legal documents for her to finally be like, oh, wow, this person isn't full of shit. However, in the end, it didn't matter as Joe convinced her he had lied for very good reasons. The way they both tell the story, they met at work and were incredibly drawn to each other in a way that felt inevitable. However, due to Joe being married, he felt that if Amy knew he was, to that point, happily married, she would either turn away from him and miss out on the love of a lifetime, or she would go ahead with an affair but be consumed with guilt. 
So to avoid either of these outcomes, and especially to save Amy from guilt, Joe decided to create an alternative narrative in which he was in a marriage that had ended for all intents and purposes years ago, in all ways but legally, because I was an uneducated addict who kept relapsing and couldn't get my life together. That was so she could essentially believe he was single. How noble of Joe to bear all the guilt alone. Unfortunately, Amy said she understood and forgave him immediately. With a baby due any day, I suppose I can sort of understand the desire to justify the lies, even though the reality is horrifying. I suppose it's also not my problem anymore. Amy did have her baby over a month ago, and I guess she and Joe will make whatever life together or not is meant to be. As for me, I'm doing very well. Actually got a big promotion at work, not managing people, which I don't want to do, but we'll be working on higher profile projects with a 40% raise, hey which starts after the new year. The house is really big for just me, so I have a couple of roommates now, a friend who is also going through a divorce moved in, as well as a younger mid-20s cousin who moved to the city for work. We're all having a lot of fun together. I'm not really ready to date yet, still in therapy processing all of the marital fallout, but getting there and looking forward to whatever new adventures life has to offer. This will probably be my last post, in this series anyway, of the saga of Joe and Amy, or at least my role in it, is finished. With us legally divorced and having no ongoing financial or other ties, the best thing I can do is leave them to their own story and get on with my Joe Free next phase. Thank you all for listening to my story for much of 2023. I do truly appreciate all the support and helpful advice I received along the way. Nice job, OP. Nice job. Nice job. Um, I think OP has has handled all of this in a very clinical adult way. Um, and I'm sure, you know, her her role in tech kind of sets that left brain approach to things on fire, right? So when she was gathering evidence, I'm sure it was the most organized thing that Amy has ever seen in her entire life. The unfortunate part here is that the lag between sending the dossier full of evidence and um, and when all of this broke the first time is that Joe had plenty of time to come up with a narrative for why he had lied. He had, he had time to come up with a backup plan, a backup narrative to the narrative that he spun in the first place. A true gaslighting artist can always spin up another flame whenever one gets extinguished, right? So, my goodness. Yeah, the, the hard part here is that Amy's going to figure out in who knows how much time that Joe... Joe's drawn to people and and ends up in these inevitable situations more times in his life. And she's going to be she's going to be OP. And then she's going to reach out and be like, you know what? I wish I would have listened to you at that time. And OP is going to be like, bye, Felicia. Don't don't come at me with that bullshit. The rose tinted glasses will eventually fade. Right. And she's going to understand what has happened here. They have a kid now. So, you know what? I, I wish them the best. I hope that this is really the person Joe is supposed to end up with and that everybody's happy and especially OP handling everything as well as she did being able to start fresh now and not being any rush, I think is a great, great, great place to be. So congrats, OP. I'm happy that you're able to move on to the next chapter of your life. And like you said, leave them to their story and let's hope that things actually work out for them. I hope they do. Don't have a lot of faith in that, but I hope they do. Am I the astronaut for swallowing my engagement ring? Oh no! Let's hope it was a small stone.
Hey, Dusty, big fan. I got problems. My boyfriend, let's call him Tom, and I have been together for just under a year. He's a good boyfriend, but he doesn't really strike me as the husband type. I enjoyed hanging out with Tom and spending time with him, but the thought of marrying him makes me want to backflip into quicksand. (laughs) Oh, backflip into quicksand. I'm liking that. Never heard it. I'm going to use it. I know that I should have probably communicated this sooner or ended the relationship, but change and confrontation makes me incredibly anxious, and so I just stayed with Tom. He wasn't mean or abusive, just not the man I wanted to marry. A few days ago, Tom took me out to dinner for a date. We went to this nice little restaurant about an hour away from where we live. We lived together in an apartment, split rent, and the food was great. I was honestly having a pretty good night. The burger I got was great, and afterwards, Tom asked our waitress for dessert. I was strongly against this because I felt like if I ate anymore, I would collapse. But Tom insisted, and so we ordered a couple slices of devil's food cake, the special of the night. Tom seemed super excited to get the cake, which I thought was strange since we almost never get dessert. He kept saying this cake was the best thing he'd ever had and couldn't wait for me to try it. After about 10 minutes, the cake still wasn't out, and Tom excused himself to quickly use the restroom. He told me explicitly to not eat the cake until he got back if it came out because he wanted to see me try it. I was just weirded out at this point, but I was rolling with it. Well, the cake came out and Tom was right. It did look pretty good. I ended up scooping up a bit and taking a bite and ended up choking on something. You didn't follow instructions, OP. Tom comes back out and his mood switches from ecstatic to I just saw the ghost of Christmas past real fast. He seemed more concerned with me taking a bite of cake than choking. Okay, Tom gets a red flag for that one. I ended up taking a drink of water and washing it down. Tom's freaking out. The whole restaurant is looking at us, customers and workers. Tom grabs my slice of cake and examines it a little, then breaks the news to me. He had the restaurant place an engagement ring inside the cake. That's what I choked on. That's what I just swallowed. That's why he was yelling at me. I just royally fudged up. I started laughing nervously and Tom got down on one knee and grabbed my hand. I think he took the laughing as a good sign, but my mind was just spinning too fast to control my emotions. He asked me to marry him and I just sat there, nonverbal, dumbfounded. Everyone was looking at us. I felt horrific. So I said yes. Everyone cheered. Tom let out a sigh of relief and then we cleaned up our mess and left a good tip for the restaurant. Once we got back to the car, I started crying and tried to explain to Tom how I felt. I did not want to marry him. I was nervous and under pressure. He lost it on me. He was so furious and embarrassed, and I felt so bad. He wasn't a bad guy, and he tried so hard, and I swallowed his ring, but I just can't go forward with it. He isn't the man I want to marry. He seemed to calm down as we got closer to the house, but he was understandably still upset. We got back to the apartment and spent the night in awkward silence. He packed a bag and left to go stay somewhere else the next morning. Meanwhile, I'm still waiting for that engagement ring to make its next surprise appearance. I'm not sure where my relationship goes from here, but I gotta know, am I the asshole in this situation? And how long does it take for rings to pass through the digestive system? I don't know the answer to the last part. I I haven't, I haven't ever, you know, myself tested that theory to kind of develop the benchmark. Um, You knew something was off. You knew something was weird. But he explicitly said not to take a bite until until he came back. And that's that's the one area where I feel like you fudged up here um, and we're a little bit of an asshole because there was some clear communication that you were just like, eh, well, what's the worst that could happen? This is the worst that could happen. He is a little bit of an asshole as well for for 
Number one, putting the ring inside the cake. Put it on the cake, dude. Why Why do you want somebody to bite into it? Like you could have chipped a tooth or something else, you know, set it on the cake uh, and make it some less dangerous way of presenting this ring. That would be the first thing that I would recommend. Um, but also getting angry with you for not wanting to marry him is is not fair. Like you can't, he can't. <laughs> He can't be pissed at you for for not feeling the way that he wants you to feel. I understand him being upset, but he can't be pissed at you for it. And he can't take that out on you. That's just, it's the way you feel. He can't force you to fall in love with him. Even the genie in Aladdin isn't allowed to do that. Can't force it. At this point, um, I'd say you're... it would be very surprising to me if your relationship continued moving forward because his idea of of end game here is obviously getting married and yours is not at least not to him. So I don't know. Um, I, this isn't everyone sucks here to some degree, to some degree. I'm not, you know, I don't think anybody's malicious or evil here. This is not a, this is not like a people set out to be assholes. This was, you know, um, in accidental impulsive assholishness. And then, and then his part was uh, reactive assholishness where he was just embarrassed and and truly shocked and hurt i guess the embarrassment doesn't matter he doesn't know anybody in that freaking restaurant like that the embarrassment part of it does not matter to me that is a non-issue because it's a bunch of strangers who cares it is him really lashing out because um to him that's probably you telling him that you don't love him and that probably hurts a lot to hear but he can't be mad at you for how you feel that's just it's not fair it's not fair Everybody sucks here. Um, I I think that I, I think you both land in three here. Honestly, it's not it's not super severe. You're you're not you're not like malicious assholes to each other. It was it was should have done it differently. Both of you. You shouldn't have, have taken a bite into the cake that he explicitly told you not to. He shouldn't have lost it on you for for saying yes when you didn't mean yes or didn't want to say yes. You were pressured into that. If you had said no in front of everybody, he would have been more embarrassed. Than if you had done it the way that you did it. So you actually softened that blow, I feel like. Am I the astronaut for getting mad at my wife after discovering that she had sabotaged a former relationship of mine so she could be with me? Oh. She's the mastermind. I'm 34, male, married to a 31, female, and we've been married for three years and have dated for a year before that. We have a two-year-old and she is pregnant with our second. Everything about our lives is absolutely perfect. She is the love of my life, but I found out today something that is really messing with me. My wife and I work together for the same large company. We were nothing but acquaintances for the longest time. She was just that pretty girl at work who seemed a bit stuck up. We hardly ever talked, and I didn't think she knew my name at all. We were in the same office dodgeball league for a summer, but that was it. I had another girlfriend when I was 28. We met online. She was great, but five months into the relationship, a friend sent me screenshots of an online dating profile with her name and pictures. I confronted her, and she vehemently denied it all. But the evidence was right there, and I couldn't trust her anymore, so we broke up. Just a few months later, I started dating my wife after we had matched online. We had never been... We had never even had a full conversation before matching with each other online, but suddenly there was this spark and the rest was history. We moved pretty fast. We both wanted to settle down, have a family. She's a wonderful mother to our kids and the love of my life. But recently I found out that she had sabotaged my relationship with my ex all those years ago by following my private Instagram with a fake account 
saw photos of me and my ex, stalked her account, and took pictures from her private Instagram to upload to a dating app, and the rest was history. She made a fake account with your ex's stuff so that someone else could deliver it to you and frame your ex for having a, a profile on a dating app. I mean, that's 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 malicious, right? That's malicious. I found out after she got a new iPhone for her birthday and she gave her old iPhone to me to erase and sell online. One of her burner Instagram accounts was the exact same profile that had followed me right around the time of my breakup. Now, how would you remember that? That's just wild. She's still following me and my ex with that account. She probably forgot to unfollow. It was really freaking weird, and I confronted her. She confessed to everything, but kind of blew it off. Like, oh, well, I had such a big crush on you. I did what I had to do, and it worked out, didn't it? I admit the way she blew it off was so strange to me. I told her I didn't know who she is anymore. She got upset at me and said, so you value a five-month relationship over your wife? And said that we were meant to be. I got really upset and called her crazy, which led to her crying in our room and refusing to come out. Yeah, you're crazy. Typically works really well. Solves most problems. I don't know what to think. My friend is telling me to just let it go. That if anything happens, it's a cute story to tell the grandkids one day. But it just creeps me out how she had always given me the cold shoulder before we started dating. But all that time, she was obsessed with me to the point of sabotaging my relationship. She's never done anything else dishonest or sneaky to my knowledge. So this is just wildly out of character for her. I don't know how to word it. I guess it's nothing. Maybe my friend is right. What do you guys think? Was I too hard on her? Should I just let it go? I mean, the question is, am I the asking out for getting mad at my wife? So. You cannot be an asshole for feeling that what you do with it can um, can obviously make you an asshole for it. But no, I, I don't think you're an asshole for having a problem with this because now your entire relationship was built on a lie. Right now, unfortunately, I think this is probably way more common than we think it is. We're we're in today's age. It's easier to spoof that kind of thing. And people probably play the mastermind game. Well, I do think there's there's one unfair observation on OP's part here where he said that his wife was the really pretty stuck up girl in the office. Um, I do think that there is this, this, this automatic stigma around attractive people that they're, that they're just automatically assholes or stuck up or whatever that is. And, and I think it's just, it's, it's an assumption. So even if she was just, if they're not overly friendly to overcome that that assumption, if if she was just, you know, just a normal person, she it would be assumed that she was a stuck up person because she was attractive. Right. I think that that very much exists. So she had that to combat against. But but he is right that that there was never any kind of interaction between them. But she still decided she was going to sabotage his relationship because she wanted him. That's not OK. The fact that she's capable of doing something like that creates all kinds of question marks around the rest of your life. Like Next time you guys disagree, next time something happens, what are you, what is she willing to do? What lengths is she willing to go to? It creates more of a character question for me about who did you marry? Now, it is, I don't know how to approach it going from there. How do you move forward from this? Obviously, you have two kids together now or one, one and one on the way. So I think this is a counseling issue. I think this is a, can we truly move forward from this? Is, is this something that is going to cast a shadow on all of our our entire future because I truly don't know what she's capable of. Now I've seen this. I know she's capable of at least this. So what else has happened? Is there anything else that she's gone to great lengths to, to disguise or to hide or what? 
it just brings up so many questions and puts trust in question. And that is the worst part here. It has shaken trust. And that is lighting the fuse on a relationship, right? Lighting a fuse. Get the kids into therapy. Uh, One of their kids is two and one is on the way. So they probably don't know anything that's going on here. I think it would be, let's go to counseling. Let's try to see if we can work past this. But just know that now that I know that you're capable of that kind of thing, it's going to raise a lot of questions that otherwise would not have been there for the rest of our lives. And if you're okay with those questions arising and answering them whenever they come up, then I'm okay with proceeding in our relationship. If counseling was successful there. This is from the AITAH subreddit and is titled, Am I the astronaut for sacrificing my daughter's college fund because her sister just gave birth to her fourth child? Oh, damn. My 48 female, older daughter, 24 female, gave birth to her fourth child six months ago. She used to work as a dishwasher, but due to health issues stemming from her second child, chronic back pain, and then her third child, after effects of broken tailbone and more chronic pain that made standing and moving around hard, she can no longer work. She tried her best getting an office temp job, but after about a week, the woman supervising her said, this isn't working out. She was a very uptight woman who claims just because always took her three days max to train everybody else to the data entry work that she can't just be a good person and accommodate slower learners. That woman likely caused her to get a bad reputation at the temp agency and she didn't get hired elsewhere. My daughter's boyfriend, 28, male works at walmart he had much more hours when she was pregnant but since then his hours have ebbed and flowed he said he will take a day in the future to look for jobs but it's the holidays and he's busy with family i feel a lot of empathy for my daughter and her boyfriend and i wish i could help them out more but i myself am a single mom working for a nursing home where i struggle to get full-time hours and my ex ran up a lot of debt in both of our names and is now living in another country oh damn here My parting gift is a whole lot of debt, deuces. My younger daughter, 17 female, has a college fund. The amount in it would be enough to pay a large amount of a two-year community college tuition given the scholarships slash grants she would likely get. She's applied to four-year universities with the understanding that she'd be taking out loans and working, so she's deciding between four years and community college. The other shoe dropped after my older daughter's landlord found out that they were having her boyfriend's brother and girlfriend living in their one bedroom in exchange for them helping with the rent, and they got evicted. My daughter agrees it was wrong to lie to the landlord, and both parents are depressed because her boyfriend got a job offer one state away, and they would have to move from their support network. They came to me asking for help so they could have more time to find financial stability here. I was torn, but seeing my grandkids, I knew my duty was to care for the most vulnerable in the family. So I will be making calls to liquidate my daughter's college fund, saying yes to understanding the penalties, and told my daughter this. She got very cold and said, You always brag about having a good memory. I hope you remember this moment then. She's not spoken to me since. Spent Thanksgiving inquiring out with family friends to see if hospitals are keen to hire college students for kitchen or reception or anything. Made some cryptic post about how she hopes she'll be grateful one day that she won't have the privilege of studying anything outside of something technical because she needs something where she'll always be able to find a job in. Am I the astronaut? Okay, so the the question here, the question here is... Am I the astronaut for sacrificing my daughter's college fund because her sister just gave birth to her fourth child here? Okay, so so tell me this, Tony Spark. What about this fires you up? Well, I think it's ridiculous that the younger daughter is having to pay 
you know, she's the one really that is being punished for everything that is going on with her sister. And like, it's unfortunate that all that stuff's happening with her older sister. But at the same time, like you need to be a responsible grown ass adult. And at some point mom needs to be like, like, I'm sorry. Like there's only so much I can do because now you're altering the entire course of your younger daughter's life because you're taking away what is there for her and what is her college fund. And she just said that she only has to study. Like now she has to get into a, a job that she may not want because she, she has to study this to make sure she can always have a job instead of go to the university that she wanted to and study what she wants. So it's pretty ridiculous. I feel like the other side of this coin is OP and parents in general are not obligated to pay for college for their children. That's not an obligation. Mine didn't like, I understand that there was a fund that was designated and earmarked for this year. And that's where it becomes tricky. There was, there was like daughter knew that this existed. This was, and OP doesn't earn a lot of money, it sounds like. So she she had chipped away at this and built it up to a certain amount of time. And she knew that that this money was earmarked for her. But it's this is where it gets tricky because she had this she had this set aside for her daughter. Now, yes, she where she is enabling her daughter that is in the situation that she's in is not going to fix that situation. It's a bandaid. It is. It's a bandaid. That's all it is. It is not going to break the cycle that her other daughter is in. It is not going to save them for anything. And if you're looking at this as an investment, yes, it makes way more sense to stick it where it was in the first place and apply it to the, the younger daughter's college education, because that's going to have way more impact on her life. It is not going to change your older daughter's life. It is not going to break the cycle. If there is a, a pool of money set aside there and it ends up getting used for somebody else, again, I don't think parents have an obligation to pay for anybody's college. So at the end of the day, it is OP's money to decide what to do with. The fact that it was diverted from her daughter sucks, and I think it is an unwise decision. It is not the right decision. It's not the smart decision. It's not the one that's going to actually impact anything or cause any kind of great change because it's not going to break the cycle. But at the end of the day, it is her money that she gets to decide what to do with. Now, the fact that it the way that that younger daughter behaves here and the way that this all kind of plays out, it seems like, you know, she was promised this. She knew that this existed and she didn't even consult with her ahead of time. She just said that she was going to do it. She just ripped it away from her. And that sucks. There was no conversation here. There was no involving the daughter to say, hey, I feel like we should do this. Are you in agreement? She wasn't a part of the discussion at all. OP acted like it was just her money and went ahead and diverted it, even though she had already earmarked it and promised it to the younger daughter. That's the part where this sucks and where OP becomes an asshole for it. Also because it's an unwise investment and it's not going to break the cycle. But I understand if I, if I were a grandparent looking at my grandkids who are getting ready to be homeless and there was a bucket of money sitting here that would, that would help another child advance further. I mean, I understand the, the quandary that she's in here. I understand the pickle. I understand the pickle. And the question here is, am I the astronaut for sacrificing my daughter's college fund because her sister just gave birth to her fourth child? I mean, even the way that it's stated here, OP knows that it's wrong. She knows that it's wrong, but she was forced to choose between preventing her grandchildren from being homeless or paying for a portion of her youngest daughter's college fund. Still an asshole for it, but I understand the I understand the Kobayashi Maru that she was stuck in. So where would you put her? Hi, Candy Thunder. How you doing there? The team is strongly disagreeing with everything that I'm saying right now because I didn't just get flamed up and call her an ask on one and run it into the ground. But it's not a simple situation. I mean, yes, she made the wrong decision. And yes, she's an asshole for it. But but she was making a decision between seeing her seeing her grandbabies be homeless or sending one child partially covering a portion of college. Yeah. So we we, we I strongly disagree with what he's saying, because I think the mom could have actually just set in motion for her younger daughter, what's happening to her older daughter. Sure. 
because she took away the money that she could have had to go to college and have a better life. But she taught her daughter that all you have to do is pop out kids. This girl is 24. She has four kids. She's probably going to have another kid. And she just taught her. And I don't think that they should be homeless. Bring them into your home. Put them under your roof. Do what you need to do. But don't don't give away the money that you have earmarked for a different child to another child. Tony said we could she should split the money or do something. But I I just it feels like you're rewarding bad behavior at this point. And no, there are things the younger or the older daughter with the four kids. There are things set up. She could try to get her life turned around, but it doesn't seem like she's trying. She wants to be bailed out. Get on birth control. First of all, stop having kids. If you cannot afford to have kids, that is the like bottom line. And quit looking for a hand out and get a hand up. Help yourself out of the hole. She doesn't want to help herself out of the hole. She just wants a Band-Aid so she can go on living the life the way that she's been living it. You would draw the line and you would draw a hard I line would. in the sand. I you would. You would not support that. I don't think it's the wrong choice, but I think you also have to have to empathize with the choice that she's having to make here because she's thinking about her grandchildren. She's not thinking about her daughter. Agreed. She's thinking about her grandchildren. But in this moment, she put her grandkids before her youngest yes. child. And you cannot do that. She is still raising that child. That right. is still her priority. And it needs to be her priority. Your grandkids don't need... The mom should be handling that part of it. But she's making OP become a mom to these kids. She's making OP provide for her kids that she's having. Sure. I agree with everything that you guys are saying. I just don't think that we can make OP like an ASCON one for it. I don't feel like it's a malicious thing to do. It is the wrong move. I think it's she's stupid. in a, in a, yeah, she's stuck between, a, like you said, Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. Rock in a hard place. And, but she's a two because she, I agree with this, had a college fund. If the older da- daughter had a college fund and she burned through it, not at college, then that, that would her be, life is on her. You know, even if she didn't, the, the circumstances of what's going on here puts OP in an ask on to territory because hold on though. It's not saying that they're necessarily going to be homeless. The boyfriend had an opportunity to get a job somewhere else. They would just have to be moving away and they would lose the crutch of her mother as I'm assuming the support of this. And yes, you're moving away from your support network, but it's not like he wouldn't have a job. He got offered a job in another state and they didn't want to move away from there. So that's why mom needs to, they're asking mom to help out with this because she can't, doesn't want her to be homeless. Well, the other side of it is putting myself in OP's position. That is also my grandkids moving a state away that she's diverting someone else's money to do. And I understand that. And it's, it doesn't make it right, but I think you do have to, you do have to try to see through her eyes. But, and you also though, but like Candy said, I think you also have that obligation to your daughter first before your grandkids. Maybe that's just me, but you're still raising that child. She's still a child and you're choosing the grandkids over your child in this situation. I agree. She's an ask on too. She definitely should not have done this. It wasn't the wise move, but I empathize with her. This one is from the AITA subreddit and is titled, Am I the astronaut for asking my girlfriend to get rid of her office because she doesn't need it? My male 33 girlfriend, Katya, female 31, and I have been together for about a year. We don't live together yet, but I've tried to have that conversation as I really want us to live together. Unfortunately, I recently quit my job and cannot afford to rent my current flat. Katia lives in a nice neighborhood and owns her flat. It's a two-bedroom flat, except she converted one bedroom into her office space, except that she doesn't need it. Katia is a writer. She writes romance novels and self-publishes them. She's one of the lucky ones who actually makes quite a lot of money doing that. 
The thing is, she doesn't need an office. She can write from anywhere, her living room, her bedroom. She sometimes writes in a library, coffee shop, the castle ruins, if the weather is nice, the beach. You get the point. Also, I'm not unemployed. I've thought about finally chasing my dream and starting streaming games. For that, I need a separate room to put my setup and to record things. When I first talked to Katya about moving in, she was apprehensive, but the more we talked, the more open she was to the idea. Last night, I mentioned that she'd have to get rid of her office. She asked why, and I told her that she can write wherever she wants, and I need the space to start my streaming career. She replied that that was not going to happen. We can make some space in the living room, but she needs her office. I told her it's just silly books. Oh, you done fudged up. She can write them anywhere, and I can't bring my gaming set up to a cafe. She told me to not diminish her work, and I said I wasn't, but it's true. Her job isn't that difficult, and she can do it from anywhere, like the couch. Oh, boy. You're just digging and digging and digging and digging and digging here. Stop digging. She got really weird after This morning, when I was about to leave her house, she told me I had to look for my own flat because she didn't want to move in together. I asked her if she was serious, and she said that, yes, I was disrespectful and demanding she got rid of her office, and it was asshole behavior. I told her I only wanted us to work together, and it's an asshole behavior to leave me without a place to stay when she knows I can't afford my flat. She told me she had to think about this and called me, but I told her when she calls me, I expect an apology. I was venting to my mate over a lunch beard today, and he agreed with me, but his girlfriend said Katia was right, and I was the asshole. My mate told her she didn't know what she was talking about. (laughs) So your friend's just as big of an idiot as you are. Cool. I still think Katia was the asshole, but I wonder, perhaps was I one too? I need that place to live, and if I was the asshole, I might need to pretend to apologize. Am I the astronaut? Top comment here. Ah, yes. Here we see the elusive hobosexual. This fascinating creature moves from home to home with no fixed address. They find females of their species and immediately begin love-bombing them to establish trust. Once the female's guards are down, they begin to slowly move in until the female finds herself with a non-paying lodger. They resemble a male drone bee. Unable to feed or clean themselves, the female must take complete care of the hobosexual lest they die. Efforts to remove the hobosexual are met with gaslighting, pouting, fits of rage, and eventually crying. Eventually, the female must enlist the help of her sisters to drag the useless male out of the home and leave him outside. Edit to add, YTA, of course. Edit to, y'all are the best. I wrote this while participating in a meeting that could have been an email, so I thought it was extra spicy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Fantastic. Fantastic response there, uh, commenter. I absolutely love it, and you are absolutely right. This dude is not just an asshole. He's a brozo. He's a complete brozo. Uh, and and straight up to Ask On One. You get the Ask On One Brozo Award for the day. <sighs> you can't demean someone else's work and then say in the same breath i need a place to start my streaming career doesn't work like that also um in the short amount of time that i've done the little tiny bit of writing that i have done i can tell you that the different environments that you have are useful in different ways the space that she has is one of the reasons that she's been successful and you want to remove that and say that her job is not that hard and she could do it from anywhere it was not the right thing to say. And now uh, you're going to be single. Now you're not going to be able to live there. And, um, and the whole, I might need to pretend to apologize. Yeah. 
you probably need to pretend to be single for a long, 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 long time uh, because it's it's not going to work out well for you in relationships if this is how you treat your partner. It's not going to work well. Um, and to take to take something that someone has done successfully and put it underneath your your not even breathed into reality gaming career yet is super shitty. That's a terrible thing to do to someone. And and also it's completely transparent because anybody can look at this situation and be like, yeah, uh, you should be going now. It's a pretty easy thing to figure out. So yeah, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. one and a brozo. Congrats. Have fun with that. Good luck with your streaming career. Am I the astronaut for telling my ridiculous wife to make her own damn birthday cake? For weeks now, my wife has been nagging me about a birthday cake. Traditionally, her parents have always made a homemade cake for her when her birthday comes around, but this year her mom's health has been on a steady decline and her dad is taking a break from making any cakes this year. So according to my wife, this responsibility falls on me. Now, I know it may sound rude of me, but I work a busy job. I have a life. And whenever I get home from the office, the last thing I want to do is worry about making a damn cake or get nagged about the cake or see pictures of cakes. So I just plan on buying one. I understand wanting a cake. I've never really cared for my own birthday, and so I'm probably a bit out of touch with the topic. But after weeks of my wife asking if I was going to make her a birthday cake, showing me ideas and sending me links to stupid and expensive cake recipes, I refused to crumble under the pressure. I finally told her to make your own damn birthday cake, since that's all she seemed to care about. This response was built up over weeks of nagging and complete disregard for my own stresses. After I had floated the idea of buying a cake, she gave me the cold shoulder for a couple of days, responding to all of my messages throughout the day with the lowercase OKs and yes. It's almost like she is gaslighting or manipulating me. I had begun to feel like the relationship was growing toxic and mentally abusive because all she wanted was this stupid damned cake made. Like a store-bought cake wouldn't get the job done. We got into a big fight after I told her off and finally shut down her ridiculous nonsense. Of course, she started crying because she's overly emotional and told me she just wants something special. I told her a cake from Walmart would be just as special as any stupid cake anyone whipped up, and if she really wanted it that bad, she should go beg her parents to make it before they can't make one again. Dear God, dude, this guy is just... The theme of the day is just digging holes and continuing digging until you pop out on the other side of the earth. This really set her over the line. I admit I was going for the jugular with this insult, clearly, but being in my position with the weeks of mental torment, would you not also snap? I don't think I would have let it got that far, man. She lost it and told me to get out of the house. So I've been staying in a hotel for the past week, living my best life. And honestly, the more I go over it in, in my head, the more confident I feel with what I said. Sure, I said some harsh things, but to all who have been nagged by an emotionally abusive gaslighter such as my wife, you understand my pain and stress. She says I'm not allowed to return until I apologize. The joke's on her because I'm willing to stay right here in this motel well past her birthday, so I don't have to worry about a damn cake anyways. But my friends seem to be split. Some think I'm in the right and agree, and some think I'm way out of line. Am I really the asshole here? If you could all just understand my pain, the fact that this silly woman was concerned with stupid things pushed me to this point, and you'll understand. Okay, the problem here, Brosif, is that uh, you're Brozo. I'm 
that's one problem. Um, and, and, and the more you kept pushing, the more that you got yourself to this ASCON 1 <laughs> classification here. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the also by a dictionary lookup gaslighting. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he just heard the word and was like, yeah, this, this goes here. Um, it's not, she just wanted a cake and she was perfectly upfront about it. There was no, there was no diversion. There was no making you feel like your reality isn't, isn't legitimate. There was no, there was none of that. Um, she just wanted a cake and, and more so the process of someone going through making the cake for her is what mattered. It would not mean just as much coming from a store. It would not mean just as much running to Walmart and having them scribble her name on it. No, it is. It doesn't sound like she's asking for anything unreasonable. And yeah, it's unfortunate for you that this that this duty now falls to you because you clearly don't want it. But this is part of who your wife is. And to this point, you should you should probably know this about her. Probably know that this is something that she really values and she really expects on her birthday. And I would think that if you really love your wife, you want to make her happy on her birthday, right? Like it's a big day. That's the day where you get to show her that, that she is the light of your life. And you instead are just saying, this is stupid. These silly things. I or I have my own life going on. I'm not going to listen to this. The, the, I think you, you dug your own hole here, obviously, but you made it much worse than it had to be for yourself by shrugging it off. And every time you got home, you had to hear about it more and more and more and more and more because you didn't take the initiative to actually do anything. So she had to bug you to try to get something done here. If you had been like, All right, I got a design picked out, you're going to love it. Um, I've got the time. I've got the time set aside. I've got the resources set aside. I know exactly what I'm going to do. I got this, babe. She probably would have stopped talking about it. But because you were completely disinterested and kept shrugging it off, she had to keep talking about it. And now you finally got to a point where you're like, make your own damn cake. And now she's like, my feelings and my desires and my wants matter not to this man. So your relationship is probably over here. Enjoy the single life. Enjoy the motel. You're going to be living there for a while. Um, and, and that's, I guess, unfortunate. But it might sounds like it's the best thing for both of you. So um, just be warned that in future relationships, um, your partner's birthday is going to be a big deal and you should use that as an opportunity to honor them and show them how much they mean to you and not tell them that the things that they care about are stupid. Just saying. Am I the astronaut for leaving my sleeping date at the theater? Oh, shite. Hey, y'all. Went on a date with a guy. We really hit it off via text. Everything went well. We were very attracted to each other and spent a day or two texting before meeting up. After work today, we decided to have a first date. First date. Mind you, we are 28 male and 30 female. We got there. He was already three drinks deep. I decide to catch a drink or two to catch up and ease my nerves. He also decides to keep drinking and occasionally snatches up my shots. I never finish at once, usually sip to finish them. In person, conversation is less imaginative. We start talking and he starts the convo by telling me how much he hates short hair on women. Mine is shortish, but I pull it off. Then he goes to look for a photo of something. As he's scrolling through his gallery, he mentions he has pictures slash videos of A, his junk, B, 
him having sex with other women. C, his threesomes with his ex. He asked me if I've ever been in a threesome to preempt the above. D, he reveals his ex, who he insisted was just an ex-girlfriend up until now, was his ex-fiance. E, his frat escapades and adventures. Okay, how old is this guy again? 28. Okay, he's 28. I must have visibly expressed my distaste. He picks it up a bit and apologizes for hurting my feelings. I reply I find it tacky, especially considering he asked me out and expressed an intent and expressed an intent to date for a serious relationship and, in his words, was past that part of his life. We leave and he doesn't want to part ways, wants to make it up to me and we go to another spot. He orders six beer flights and downs four by himself, obnoxiously drunk and all over me, suggestive, flirty, trying to kiss me, asks if I want to go to the movies. Fine, I can forgive being drunk, though I'm slowly over it. In the theater, he lies to the ticket attendant, sneaks us in. He's an effing lawyer, mind you, he can afford it, and buys me snacks. Passes out 15 minutes into the movie. I'm well over it by this point. He had hinted several times how he wanted to leave and hook up. I tried to wake him up. No dice. Every time I try, he snores even louder. So I left him there. It was a terrible date and night. He called me when I got home an hour later to apologize, but also insist that I'm an asshole. Called me fat, told me he had to drink to tolerate me, etc., and cussed me out. He says I'm insecure. I know he uses Reddit, and I don't care. Am I the astronaut? Uh, you asked if this was our first date, but yeah. I actually wrote the story. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We did actually have drinks and go see a movie on our first date. We did, did, it did not go like this. No. Um, this uh, this girl was an asshole to herself for sticking it out for this long, because I would have been gone as soon as he said... Yeah, as soon as he said he didn't like short hair. That was... Uh, but the epic... the, the short hair, yeah. But she pulls it off, yeah. But then, but to leave him at the movie theater where he's passed out in the seat is is even more epic. So I'm glad that she that she stuck it out. And it, it is, I love that he called to apologize and to and call tell her, her an asshole, <laughs> and to tell her tell her what, <laughs> that she was not cute or something. Yes. Yeah. Do you think he? Do you think he thinks he can pull this off because he's a lawyer and probably makes good money? I think he sounds like a raging asshole, and that's why he thought he could. <laughs> I mean, it's got to work at some point because he thought he could do all this shit, and and like this is his game. Uh, this this makes me thankful that I am not dating because if we weren't together, I just wouldn't be. I would just be single and not. I'm in the exact same place. Not deal with the because <laughs> this sounds like a freaking mind trip to have to deal with someone like that. And I think you and I were both in that place whenever we met, and that's why it worked. Right. We were both done. We're like, ah. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure I dated this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized that there's more to life than having to deal with someone who, who thinks less of you. I just don't, I don't understand expecting someone else to deal with that amount of garbage and then thinking, thinking that, like, yeah, they're going to dig that. They're going to love that. I don't. It's, it said... That he was had pictures and videos of his junk, sex with other women, and threesomes, and his ex fiance and frat adventures. I'm like, at that point, you should have just, you know, when Phoebe's like on a date with that guy, and he's like, I've got a PhD, got a PhD. and she's like, <laughs> Pretty oh really? Huge. What? And then she leaves. <laughs> no, okay. That's the point that you should have been leaving. <laughs> that's that's when you should have walked out. That's it. Yeah, literally, that's, that's fantastic. The that is great. If he's showing you videos and pictures of his junk, you should have walked away. 
on the first date. Oh, I mean, right. any first date, date any yes. date, <laughs> just walk away. I think he had. He's not the guy for you. I, I think he had he had a list of like all the topics that he really wanted to discuss. The part that I don't get um, uh, is that why would he why would he court her via text if he was just going to just to get lure her there and then just act like a complete douche nozzle? Yeah, he called her to tell her how ugly she was, but he also wanted to hook up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's so, like, you're pretty ugly. Can I come over? Right. Uh, yeah, you'll so do. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> um, what I don't get and what bugs me the most out of this is that this is one of those people who treats people like they are there to service them right. and serve them. Right? Disposable. They have, yes, they like, they are they are the center of their own universe and every everyone else in the world is literally just there to serve their needs. Um, and they can treat them however they want. And that I just don't understand. Like, it's it's... The circle of the circle of friendship life doesn't work that way, pal. No, and man or woman, um, if someone degrades you like the first thing out of their mouth, um, do not stick around for any more of it. Just know that you're worth more and walk the f away. Right. Because that's don't if you if you stay with someone who degrades you on the first date, it's only going to get worse from there, and it's going to get ugly. I could treat myself like shit. I don't need someone else to to accomplish that. Like, what's the point? Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.